Hey, what's going on, Chris? What is happening? Let me change my audio so I can hear you on my headphones and not my speakers. There we go. Um, sorry to keep you waiting. My dog had to go outside. No, it's all good, Chris. It's all you breaking good. Bubbles? Huh? So you breaking bubbles? Yeah, I was playing the uh, the game on the app. The bubble breaker? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I recognize the sound because I've done that myself. <laughs> How you feeling, man? I'm all right, man. How about yourself? Uh, I'm a little under the weather. Well, I'm, I'm getting through. I'm getting to it so I can get through it. Last we discussed a little bit, you said you were one ginger ale away. Uh, uh, I might <laughs> I might need two. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little cup of chicken noodle. Right, right. Hold on. Let me introduce you, man. For those you don't know, um, Chris, Chris is a good buddy of mine. So I met... Uh, during school, we was we worked on a project together, and uh, amazing human being, you know, uh, someone who served this country. You know, I couldn't think of a more positive, you know, strong will person. You know, it's my man Chris. That's very generous. I appreciate that. Yeah, of of course, of course, man. You know, me and Chris agreed to hold each other accountable, you know, to boost ourselves to to complete any goal we had in front of us, you know. Yeah, that's the key, man. So many people forget that accountability piece. For for real, for real, man. So catch us up since the last time we talked. Man, let's see. Well, my wife got a job. She is working in Idaho. Oh, wow. And I'm over here in North Carolina. Oh, wow. That's sweet. Yeah, so she's out there. Um, I get my uh, my launch box um, this week. So I'm waiting on receiving those items and doing some things around the house before I drive to Idaho and go hang out with her for a little bit. Oh, wow. That's perfect, brother. Um, is, is it, what, what's the, uh, what's the most challenging part about being so far away? Uh, the dog, my wife's dog, um, (laughs) he's our dog, but he's a French bulldog and they have their person and my wife is his person and he is the neediest little fella. Oh, wow. He's, he's sitting right here by my feet because anytime I move, he's moving with me. When my wife was here, he would roll with her wherever she was going. So she would keep him company and I could do my schoolwork and things like that. But since she's been gone, I've got this little fella underfoot who has to race me up the stairs every time I go. Yeah, that, that's the uh, same dog. I saw you in a TikTok and y'all got your own secret handshake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a smart little dude, man. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, other than that, though, the, the separation piece, uh, like you mentioned earlier about the military, I did 20 years and I did multiple deployments and my wife was military as well. And she did uh, deployments as well. So we kind of got used to that 
not so much as a as a mainstay, but we're pretty well versed in how to handle that situation. Oh, awesome. So I need your advice, man. I okay. need your advice. It's because it seems like you the love doctor and I'm <laughs> the uh, hopeless romantic. I, I feel like I've been single for so long that, you know, I kind of uh, adapted selfish ways where I, I don't want to compromise and mm. it's like my way or the highway or, you know, uh, my happiness is paramount. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so what is some vice to having a a strong, healthy relationship? Well, I think healthy is a subjective word because it, I mean, it it just depends on what what your definition of healthy is, right? Because at the end of the day, you're two people that, you know, if you're married, for, for instance, you're two people that live together, you're together all the time, you know what I mean? So healthy, you know, you might argue sometimes, but that's still healthy because you got you got to have disputes and, and deal with them. But I would say that your happiness definitely is key. But what I'd also say is you got to compromise a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but but hear me out on that piece. Have those items that you don't compromise on. Right. Those are some pillars that, you know, it's going to be a no go down the road if you find out that someone is 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 this or that, you know, something that goes against whatever those uncompromisable pillars you have are. Right. And you stick to those, but don't make everything to where it's not, you can't compromise. Like some things are worth compromising for. I would think. Right. Right. I, I, I'm starting to understand Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to understand. You don't have to compromise everything. Right. And if you if you have to compromise everything, then that's not the right situation for you. And that's like a, a yes man, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you ain't really happy, then your happiness don't mean nothing to you, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think I I, I hate to say not you Chris, specifically, but someone in that situation. I understand, but I hate to say this, Chris. But I think I. <laughs> curse myself oh i think the the first love the first love i ever had man um she she, she broke my heart which is normal everybody get their heart broken you agree yep and multiple times probably and multiple times you know and and when when she broke my heart i boohoo cried i cried i cried so bad because i i I put everything into the relationship and um, you know I, I looked in the mirror and this is how I cursed myself I said I would never cry over another woman again <laughs> I'm like I would never cry over another woman again and um, ever since this was 10 years ago and ever since then I, I would get in relationships as soon as like Commitment came soon mm-hmm. as the you the shit or get off the pot. I got off the pot. I got off the pot, and it was it was like it became so normal. It, it was like a reflex. Mm-hmm. So soon as I and I've been with like wonderful women, like women who 
in my opinion, like as I look back now, I'm like, damn, I was supposed to marry her. Mm. I was supposed to marry her, but I I couldn't I couldn't commit. Well, it and sounds like you had to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I, I'm just thinking. I also look back and thinking like maybe it wasn't the right time, or maybe even it wasn't the right person. Yeah, yeah. You can't force things. If you do, you find out why you shouldn't have forced it <laughs> at some point in time. That, that's so true. That's <laughs> so mean. true. But but that's my struggle, Chris. Uh, just relationships. I you know I was talking to uh, a friend of mine, and I was like. You know, it's such a big difference between men and women because I could. I, this is my second time talking to you, and it's it's like we've been buddies for like thirty years, <laughs> and and I could meet a female and not feel the same way because you know I have to watch what I say. So I don't offend her, and and. You know, trying to like tiptoe just around femininity and women and stuff like that. Like, like you know how men are men. Men, our commonality might be sports. It might be video games. It might be, uh, you know, uh, pushing each other to be leaders. Right. But you get in front of a woman, and you're like, you, I guess you have to figure out what you guys have in common, and and that's where I lose. Uh, that's where I lose, like uh, a lot of times, and letting great women go because I'm not gonna be ashamed to say this. I don't understand women, Chris. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day that. Oh man, I wish I could find it again. I'm gonna try to remember who who posted it, and then I'll I'll bring it up because I don't want to I don't want to butcher the quote, but it was funny, and it's definitely related to what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought I was weird, and and uh, you know, uh, just weird because I I can't build a relationship the same way I I could build a relationship with a man. Right. Well, I, mm. I think that. I think that a lot of the same things that are in common that I think probably some of these, these ladies have in common as well. Oh yeah. You, you know, on the business side of things, possibly. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. You could find that common ground on those normal, you know, those, those non gender specific things that make you uncomfortable a little bit when it, when it yeah. comes to the opposite sex. And then women are so fine. Like I don't, I don't look at men as the object of desire. You know what I right. mean? Right. <laughs> women are so fine. It's like okay, okay. <laughs> I think a lot of times we think about how do I not mess up? Uh, how do I not mess up in the pursuit of getting this woman contact information, or even not messed up? Or what I've done a, a lot is talk my way out the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> talk your way in to see you later. <laughs> yeah, talk my way in to see you later. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been there before as well. It's all part of the deal, man. And I, I couldn't imagine, like, it's like I'm 45. I've been married 17 years. Woo! 
And, and I couldn't imagine trying to date in today's world. It's, it's got to be difficult. It is super difficult. Super and difficult. I, I found that quote, but it wasn't. It wasn't a meme. It, it was a meme, but I found where the quote came from. It came from Al Bundy. Oh uh, shoot! <laughs> what are our great great philosophers? <laughs> yes, he scored how many touchdowns? But he said, "Don't try to understand women. Women understand women, and they hate each other." <laughs> From the yeah, great I, Al Bundy. I swear, women are the only creatures that could fly to Miami on vacation together and then come back not ever talking to each other again. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so man. crazy how we're we're all wired so differently. Oh yeah, I mean, but imagine if we was all the same. Well, it'd be a horrible place. It'd be super horrible, super horrible. Everybody just agreeing with everybody, and it'd be, it'd be it'd be too friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody say something mean. Somebody starts barking on somebody. Right. Snap on you somebody. Know, Let's go. The next compliment I get, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> but how's school, man? How's school? How you doing in school? I got a 4.0 right now. Oh, yep. I'm selling myself short, man. I'm selling myself short. I know I got like a 3.5, but if you got a 4.0, it's possible, man. Absolutely. I got to, I got to, I got to step my game up, bro. Man, look, if you want to, if you want to send me your stuff for you submit it to look it over, I'll do that too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, man, Chris. You like the greatest man to ever live, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to be a generous human. Oh man, I need to work on that, man. I need to work on that. Well, don't 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 let me fool you. I'm still an asshole at times, but I'm trying to work on that. You know, uh like a year or two before the pandemic, uh I, I I'm in the group chat with my friends and uh one of them pointed out they said Ant is an opportunist and they were like, yo, you an opportunist. And I'm like that's crazy, you know, because I never saw myself as that. And it's something that I guess I would say I despise mm. being called. But, you know, I had to really look in the mirror and, and uh, reflect on on ways that I have been an opportunist. And I was like, oh, man, I got to change that. I got to change that. You know, I remember... Um, just working, working. I used to work a lot of nightclubs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I would build these relationships with like the people in position, people that have power, like the owner, managers, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just to, ju- I would build those relationships just to, to see how I can benefit from it Ra- rather than, rather than how you can learn from it how I could learn from it and uh, provide a great service, you know? Right. Provide a g- great service. It's like uh, Wayne Dyer, he had said that if you drive a taxi, don't worry about the fare. Just worry about how can you show the customers the greatest experience possible hmm. while while they ride with you. 
It, it, it and, all comes down to perspective. Yeah. And, and like, I always used to say, like, when I was, when I was in line for promotion or whatever, um, or for a, a job change for a step forward, you know, they would ask me, you know, whatever question. And my, my answer was always the same. If you tell me that my office is the janitor's closet, I'm going to have the nicest office, the nicest janitor's closet there is. If you tell me I'm going to be, I'm going to be the custodian now, then guess what? Y'all going to have the cleanest building there is. <laughs> I, I, it was basically just to say, I don't care where you put me. I'm going to do my best wherever you put me. I'm going to do my best wherever you put me. So, I mean, where I ended up in that situation wasn't up to me. But how I responded was up to me. So, and That's what Inky Johnson says. He says, uh, you know, you can't when you can't control what happened, control how you respond to it. Because that's uh, what motivational dude. Oh, the guy, his arm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the guy. He was, he was a running back, wasn't he? Nah, he was a. Uh, oh, he was a, he was a DB. Yeah, 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 yeah. I follow that guy. Uh, played I at Tennessee. Yeah, played for Tennessee. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know that guy. I I had went to go see him in Atlanta. He was he had did a, a conference in Atlanta alongside Eric Thomas, which is one of my personal mm. heroes. One of my personal personal heroes, Eric Thomas. You know, yeah. yeah oh, so he's, I, he's, I tell you what, he's fun to listen to. Who Eric Thomas? Yeah, man. Like I would love to like to like find a way to make a song that he could use, like a a, a music in the background for his speeches. Sometimes, man, them things are, are they make you want to get up and go break something and start rebuilding it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you, that is the honest truth. You know, um, it, it's crazy. It's crazy because I used to listen to him and uh, I used to say, I got to meet him. And then he'll have a podcast say, you don't need to meet me. Just take my message and go out in the world, do good. Go out in the world and do good. I'm like, I, if I could just carry his bags. I'm like, if I could just carry that band bags, you don't need to carry my bags. I can carry my own bags. <laughs> and then it's like, I if I could just, if I could just get in a circle and sit at the table, you don't need to sit at this table. Build your own table. You got it. Greatness is in you. And you know, it's just that transfer of thinking that has elevated my life. You know, into me not being where I want to be, but being far, far away from who I was, you know? Right. Yeah, so so that helps a lot. So every time I get the chance, if he's wherever he's at in the world, he's speaking, I, I make my best efforts to go see him. Hey. It's not, I'm going to have to get you a... Um... A, a nine volt to change your um smoke detector. Oh man, <laughs> just heard it again. <laughs> oh man, well, you know my 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 coworker. He listens to my podcast every week, and every week before he said, "I'm gonna listen to your podcast." But did you change your smoke detector? Mm. Now you see, this is the second sign. So, on behalf of your coworker, I'm gonna point it out to you. 
<laughs> so 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 you can do that you can do that favor for him since he listens to your podcast and gives you views right <laughs> change that battery <laughs> i changed that i've been, y'all, I've been putting it off for like six months I'm i've not done the same thing because you, you get used to it and you don't hear it anymore you do not hear it anymore it's it's a part of the podcast now <laughs> it's, a, it's a part of his background Regist- music Register the copyright <laughs> Speaking of copyright how How's the music going for you man I know uh, you had uh, Certain goals and stuff like that And you basically haven't given up on music Right Oh absolutely not No I've been uh, I've been practicing my piano each evening Right um, I, uh, I had to stop messing with logic on my computer Because my the, my computer I have is old and uh, everything's been crashing. So I'm, I've been only using it for homework um, and it hadn't been wanting to download my, uh, my sound library for logic. So, so I haven't been messing with that, but what I've been doing in the meantime, while I'm waiting on my other computer to get in and working with my piano and then um, on this, what cl- are you in a class right now? Which no, I'm I'm taking right now. I'm taking business a business class. Okay, business am, and entertain business and entertainment. I am in audio arts in the entertainment industry. See, uh, my my uh, when I'm going to school for, I should have went to school to be an engineer, but I, I I'm going for uh sports casting and business science. Okay, because. Well, you I figured Dan Patrick sportscasting stuff. Say that again. Does Dan Patrick do any of the the lectures? No, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him yet. I haven't seen him yet. Uh, maybe maybe further down the line. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to get into stuff. I think my next course is going to be uh, when I actually get into. Uh, I start getting into actual audio like recording principles is next okay that's sweet when we start going over gain staging and all that stuff so i'm really looking forward to that stuff because i'll get to dive in and start being technical yeah you know what's funny our last assignment was uh to find a ceo and a company and write a paper about them and you know i wrote about eric thomas (laughs) (laughs) I, I yo I I felt the paper was so good I sent it to Eric Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? I like him, yeah, man, because I, I I didn't even have to do no research. I knew his whole story by heart. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it, especially yeah. if you know someone that well, as far as following them, right? And knowing knowing their story. Yeah, it's been since like two thousand and nine. You know, religiously every week. Um, but going back to you and the music, you have a goal. You have a goal to do something with the music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually, I would like to just. I would like to work with different artists and make magic, basically. Oh, it's funny you say that because I want to come out with a project in the next two months, sometime in January. And it'll be my first project. I have like all my songs recorded, 
but like raw raw vocals. So I found the studio to re-record the the songs and it's gonna it's gonna be out pretty soon around my birthday, January twenty third. Oh nice. Yeah, so I'm super excited. I'm super excited. I'm I'm all in. I'm invested. You know, I I wanna it's gonna be a project with probably probably maybe twenty songs and I wanna shoot a video for every last song. <laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah, I, I really wanna go all out because I, I, I I'm not gonna say that I'm separated, but I I really we all have a story. I'm just anxious, more anxious to share mine. Hey, that's that's that's, that's it. Yeah. You know, my, my my a friend of mine. I was talking to him earlier. Um, I'm gonna probably be out in Vegas in January recording a podcast with him. Yeah. Um, and and he was talking to me about you know his music stuff and everything, and he was like, look. There's one thing that no one else can be. And he's like, that's you. And he said, someone else can make some music, but guess what? You can make some music too. They can't make what you make. You can't make what they make. It's just a basic thing. You know what I mean? But he was just basically saying that basically that everyone's got their own story. Well, it's just a matter of if you want to tell it and how you tell it. Yeah, because... I come from the line of uh, a long line of like uh, not believing in self, low self-esteem and not being as certain that you need to be. And the more, more importantly, not, not being authentic because you don't know who you are, you know? So I had to, I had to let me tell you, Chris. I had to damn near die to 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 find to, to start to start doing the work. Yeah, almost died to live. Almost died. Almost died to live. Yeah. And and now, and now everything's so clear. You know, I'm sober now, and that's good. Yeah, I'm sober now, and uh, congratulations it, on that. Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. It it only took almost dying. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I've been there, but I, I, I used to drink a lot. <laughs> yeah, man. But I didn't have to almost die. I stopped as well. You know, I was just looking at uh, me on a vacation from about two years ago. And uh, I, I got a bunch of videos of me being drunk. Walking around the uh, resort butt naked in front of everybody. <laughs> See, without drinking, you won't have to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so that, so now, so now, I'm trying to transfer the the alcohol courage into real, real time, real life courage. Right. No, it's a that's a great coping mechanism. A great way to. To adjust, yeah, on alcohol, I'm confident as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's crazy. Why? Why do we have to have it to do that, right? I know. You know. You know what I blame that on. You know what I blame it on. Re- remember, remember Space Jam when he put water in the water bottle and labeled it Mike's secret stuff. Yeah. 
and everybody just started dropping buckets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what alcohol is. Michael Jordan's secret stuff. <laughs> Michael Jordan's secret sauce. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I had never heard that before. <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> well, that's a good reason I hadn't heard it before. <laughs> no, I ain't lying to you. You know, some people be like, oh, yeah, I heard that before. <laughs> I've seen that on something. You feeling okay? With the with the you getting over it pretty well? Oh uh, no, not really. I'm still I'm still everything is good. I'm still just a little drowsy. Yeah, I said you sound a little tired and, and just a little a little uh stuffy. Yeah. But other than that, stuff. you sound you sound positive and motivated. Uh caffeinated and motivated. <laughs> That's something else I hadn't had in a long time. Coffee. Oh yeah, I'm my wife left. I ain't had coffee. Oh no, she always made us coffee in the morning, so I would drink coffee with her. And then she left, and then she took one of the the, the coffee machine thing that we had. How, how dare you deprive yourself of coffee, Chris? Well, I I drank coffee so much in the military that I just got tired of it. That, you know what's crazy? I only drink coffee when I work. So that's five days a week. <laughs> then when I'm not working, I don't need it. Well, I was when I first retired, and I, I got a job right after. I, I mean, I got a job actually when I was on my terminal leave before I was even fully retired. I, I started working with a company, and we were working. I was working nights, and we worked like 20-something 20, 20 straight 12-hour shifts, I think I had mentioned before. But I was drinking plenty of coffee then. 12 hour shift overnight. I know you worked the night shift sometime, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I worked the overnight and and uh the most toughest part is the shift called three to eleven. Oh yeah, that's, I used to work those when I worked at hotels. That's the only shift where the sun is up when you start to work and then the sun is mm-hmm. down when you go home. Yep. Yep, that three to eleven was my shift for uh for working at the front desk at hotels when I was in college many years ago. What is uh what is on your agenda in the next week or so? All right, so I got I got my uh t-shirt machine up and running, so I plan to come out with some new designs, some new merchandise, you know. I got that up and running. Um, I I still want to record some songs, some more songs, do some more writing. I and um find a publisher for the for the fantastic and only improving book I wrote. Mm. You finished uh, it? Uh, it's not finished. It's just like every. It's just like every I guess thought I had written down. Mm-hmm. But it's not in order. So. I got you. Get with them and and organize and get prepared for writing. Yeah, absolutely. Do, doing that, and you know, schoolwork. Of course, this is the last week of this business and entertainment class. Mm-hmm. So I'm finish that strong. Finish that strong. Um. 
and I guess get out there and date. You know, you, my one of my best friends, he says, he teased me all the time. He says, you don't want to be 40 and have your mother at your emergency contact. <laughs> So, so, so I, I guess. that's good. That's good. That's uh, that's motivational right there. <laughs> That'll step you in the gear right there. So, so I'm still, I'm still, I'm still searching, trying to be a a better a better person, you know. So when I meet my match, you know, we just add to each other, right. Right. We we build we build each other up and we add just add to each other. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. You just gotta get somebody that's willing to work. That's one thing that that's uh missing a lot in relationships, I think, is just it's not all easy. It's never all easy. It's, it's work. You got to work. A lot of times a lot of times, you know, my biggest problem was being afraid of success, you know, what if it do work? So it was always, all my life, Chris, all my life, Chris, it was always fear that held me back from everything that I really, really wanted. It always, because I was too scared. You know, I did a podcast with my uncle. He said, listen, I ain't played no scared ball. I took my shots. If I missed, I missed. If I made it, if I, I'm like, I, I have to adapt that mentality. I, I understand. I feel you. I, and, and what's crazy is I had that mentality on the court, but it didn't translate to other areas where I wish it would have. Mm. Well, I what, you, what you think, what you think uh, was the disconnect? I don't well I I actually know with me and my my situation with sports is I was I was basically programmed as a role player. Yeah. And it wasn't so much through anybody's fault really it's just how how things went down how we played how our team was you know we we had 10 guys that could start any given night and like we pressed full court the entire game. Right. And so um but we had a guy that could score the ball like from anywhere. And I was a point guard. Like I mentioned before, I think I didn't have a basketball goal. I think I talked about that on the first time. Nah. Okay. So I didn't have a basketball goal. I played basketball. I was good at basketball, but I didn't have a goal at my house. I just had a long driveway. So I just dribbled all the time. (laughs) I mean, I was like far as gunk dribbling. (laughs) I didn't have nobody with me. Just a, just a boom box. What we had back then. Big old black box with a red on and off button with a cassette deck in the middle of it so I could record stuff from the radio. Right, that's old school. I remember that. And so all I did was I would dribble and then I would like I would do a move wherever there was a crack in the in the driveway. I'd cross over. I'd go between the legs, behind the back, do the spin, do whatever. But I was so I was I was a very talented ball handler and and uh, and point guard. Yeah. But I, I rarely shot the ball because I felt like that wasn't my responsibility on the squad. And so since then, I've always been a great team player, but I never had that Mamba mentality. Come on, Chris. You know what I mean? Come on, Chris. So it's always been like I, I'm I'm great in a group, but by myself it's like, oh, well, I don't I guess I don't need to do that. You know what I mean? 
That I know, I know exactly what you mean, man. I didn't, and this is for a lot of people that we don't believe that we're the leaders that that we need to be. You know, I think, I think when the day that you really start living life is the day you become who God sees you as. Mm. And a lot of times we run, we run wholeheartedly from it. Yeah. You know, we don't want to take that responsibility like me, like me and Dayton. I don't want to take that responsibility of being a boyfriend or being a husband. (laughs) And somebody having to depend on you. And somebody having to depend on you. So that's the same thing with leadership, man. With leadership, you know, you... It's not that you don't want the responsibility. It's just that you haven't built up enough courage and and, and uh, internal belief to 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 or or you're not inspired enough because you had to, you haven't seen proof. You know, I left I was, it alone for too long. Huh? I said I left it alone for too long. I get I I almost gave up completely on it. Right. You almost gave up completely. Yeah. Oh. You know what? You know what I found out is that the same wall, the same wall that you put up to leave disappointment out, you also leaving happiness out. Yeah. Very you true. know, a, a friend of mine's when it comes to leadership, a friend of mine's we were we were talking about leadership, and he said. You know, someone once said that the bullet that took out Martin Luther King silenced us all. Mm. The bullet that took out Martin Luther King silenced us all. And mm. and I I I I don't I can't agree on that, but I know I'm not doing my part to you know, it's certain stuff I see that I should say something about, or it's certain stuff I should do as a leader that I don't do, and it's that's that's what self esteem is. If you mm-hmm. want to break it down, self esteem is what doing the things that you promise yourself you do, and that's why people got low confidence or low self esteem because they. They let themselves down. Yeah, I always used to use my negative self-talk as motivation when I was younger. Mm. And but all that did was turn into a lifetime of negative self-talk. And so when it's like I said, when it's other people, I've got no problems with anything. But when it's myself, it's like I don't know, it must be I, I guess it's that rejection fear or something. I don't know what it is. I mean it's probably that coupled with a few other things, but because it ain't easy, like you said, like you said, certain stuff is like really, really hard to to cope with. It ain't, it ain't. A lot of things ain't easy, but like my man Jim Ron said, things that are easy to do are are also easy not to do. Yeah. Something that's easy to do is also easy not. It's even easier not to do. <laughs> mm, yeah, easy yeah. to put off for tomorrow. 
All right. So so what is what is some things that that you could work on you could work on as a leader that you'll you'll try to uh conquer this week. Let's see. This week I don't have anything planned. <laughs> <laughs> I have um I do have a um a lecture tonight. Yeah. I guess I can say tonight now it's twelve twenty five. I have a lecture yeah. tonight. I'm normally pretty active in the lectures and, and helping people out. I did help somebody out today. I gave them some uh some website, um APA citation websites. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. <laughs> as far as leading myself, you mean? Uh not just just leading in general. Like you say, Mamba mentality. Mm. Well, I, I am. Um, my friend's daughter is interviewing me tomorrow for her school project. Oh, that's great. She called. She had him call me tonight to ask me if she can call me tomorrow and interview me for her class. That's great, man. How you feel about that? It's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm glad she called. I'm always up to help a young person with education. Right, right, right. Especially, I mean, if they're doing it on their own, that's even better. Yeah. You know, uh, and, no, it's, I'm, and it's a great kid, too, you know, so why wouldn't I want to help? <laughs> that is true. Well, I did make the Honor Society. The, oh, congrats, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Congrats. That's big. I've been grinding. <laughs> you know, and it, you know what? You know what? The best has yet to come, bro. Mm-hmm. You haven't peaked yet, Chris. Only improving, right? Only improving. <laughs> you know, and I, yo, as for myself, I want to, I want to get comfortable. I'm as a leader. I'm going to attack getting comfortable creating content this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I have ideas of. Talking, you know, I have this idea. Um, like at my workplace, when I see somebody that you, you know, um, younger than me, yeah, like uh, on Friday, I met this guy, he was 19 years old, his first security job, and I remember me being 19 and and having my first security job, you know, so. The thing is, like, I still do security, what, 15 years later, 15 years later. And, um, you know, so I wanted to tell him, like, don't get comfortable, you know, don't right. get comfortable. Um, if you got the the most important thing you could do now is, is find out what you want, because I let 15 years go by. And I, I didn't know what I wanted, you know, 15 years. It's not too late. It's never too late, but, right. you know. But if you can help somebody else see that sooner, that see it sooner see, then that will, that'll, that'll, that'll be beneficial for them and a good thing for you to do. Absolutely. While they still want to lift weights, while they still want to work out. Right. While, while their body they... still produces testosterone to do all those things. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I tell them, get clear on what you, first dream, dream big, get clear on what you want to do 
and then spend all the time and energy on going for it so you don't have to be like in the same place you know 20 years later i know my job is a dead end job and i know guys that have been there 30 40 years mm. 30 40 years and they a went lot of that, a lot of that is just consistent pay in the world we live in man it's security yeah, yeah. security mm-hmm. go go in the corner and we'll bring you a blanket. We'll bring you three meals a day. Put a roof over your head. You know that for me, that's not enough. Yeah, I used to work security at concerts. Oh, me too. That's crazy. You say that. I did it in California at, a, at an outdoor at an amphitheater. I did it for a Nas concert. Uh, I thought that was crazy. Oh yeah, Nas, Usher, BB King, and then the first anger management tour. With had like Papa Roach, Eminem, and a few other people. You know it's crazy how you did all all the hip hop shows. Mm-hmm. I did all the white people, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> hard metal rock shows. <laughs> That's, That's some of the weirdest stuff I ever seen in my life. Oh, I bet I've never oh, been but, to... just a bunch of mosh pits. Mm. People were swinging. They literally had hooks in their back, and they were swinging across the stage with hooks in their back. Oh, my goodness. Blowing fire out their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. No, man. And every show was sold out. So. Yeah. And you're like, all of these people vote. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know was the biggest the 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 concert that blew me away. Yeah. It was um, it wasn't even a concert. It was just a a movie showing of the big Lobos, the big Lebowski. Lebowski. Big Lebowski. I've never seen it, but it's supposed to be some cult classic movie. Coke. When I when I say cult classic, we had about five hundred people in there. And everybody, all 500 people in there knew the whole movie from beginning to end. So they repeated every word of the movie. So the movie is about two hours. It was two hours of Of just... Everybody just repeating words. Yeah. Yeah. And they they said it's like really big. It's like people dress like him and they do this thing once a year for him and stuff like that. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I never seen nothing like that in my life. But you know, um, actors are America's ro- royalty. Actors are America's royalty. Mm-hmm. What you mean by that? They become idols for everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. They they become this thing everybody just adores and idolizes. <laughs> You you know uh, I never like I I've done security a long time and met a lot of famous people, but I've never got like um, all giddy and all weird. Yeah, but you know who I do get giddy for? Who that? Porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure most people would admit that. <laughs> I do. I. I'll be the first to admit I have a. Of course, most people don't meet porn stars. Yeah, I've met a lot. 
I've met a lot. Uh, last porn star I met, I, I shook their hand, and their hand was wet. Uh-oh. I said, I hope you ain't just get off of work. <laughs> I hope not for you, too. <laughs> Y'all had some Purell handy. <laughs> nah, this was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID time. Uh, yeah, so probably nobody had Purell around there. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Except for hospitals. That's true. Hospitals and dentist offices. <laughs> They see they've been on to game for a long time. Like in New York City, you see a lot of Chinese people with masks. Masks, yeah. Way before the pandemic. Oh, they all they wear it. They wear those everywhere. When I was in uh, stationed in Korea, so they knew something was up. <laughs> Shoot, they do. They was doing that way back when. <laughs> if they got a cough, they put a mask on. And then oh. in a lot of cases, if they know somebody that got a cough, they put a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> but when you sense. ride the subway over there, like, or not the subway, the trains over there. Yeah. Like, I rode the train from Seoul trying to get out of there one time. And I mean, there was so many people on that train. Oh, so it's like the, like, I see a lot of that on Instagram where it's like 300 people trying to squeeze in one door. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Like, I'm, I'm, luckily, I'm, I was, I'm only five eight. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's where they like when you go to like Asian porn, most of their porn is on the public transportation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't run into any of that, thankfully, because we were all way too close. We were way too close. Like I was saying, I'm only five eight, but I was still taller than most of everyone on the train. Yeah. But it was like, I mean, I mean, you're holding the bar on top and there's there's people all I mean everybody's touching you. I'm just holding that bar and holding my wallet with my other hand. <laughs> this is what a way to what a way to live, bro. <laughs> hey, I couldn't complain. I was an American living in in uh, South Korea for a year, huh? I was and it was an experience. How was that? It was okay. I mean I I, I worked the entire time. I was, you know, Busy, but everybody working. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I was on a military installation working. Okay, okay. <laughs> but when I got off work, I would go off base sometimes and go to the bars downtown. And they had one that had a band, and and we would always go hang out there and drink and watch the band play before we had to go back on base before the curfew hit because we had curfew out there. Jeez. One what of the time guys was in, curfew? Cur- huh? was, cur- was curfew a reasonable time? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was two a.m. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it was two a.m. But it was, uh, if you, uh, I think it was two a.m. If you were a minute late, though, you got like an Article Fifteen and oh, getting damn. promoted. Yeah, it was, it was legit. Like if you were at the gate trying to get in at, at two, you were done. I think it was. Oh, so you had to be in there by like one thirty. No, it was one a.m. So you had to be there by yeah. You, at twelve thirty, you st- you left the bar and started walking to the gate. That way, if there was a line, you didn't get caught being the guy that was at the end of the line. Oh wow! Yeah, and and the reason we had that is because there, you know Americans out there to get drunk and do stupid stuff. Down in Seoul, one of the army guys um, stole a cab and drove it around. And, oh no! Yeah, and then some other army That's guys. Like, got, uh, in, in New York, we have uh, 
I think like Navy Seals Day with all the all the freaking like uh boats park up in New York City and all these guys come to the city and go crazy and stuff like that. I remember I, I remember working the door and these guys are going like literally crazy and they still in uniform and stuff like that. <laughs> And, and, and one of the white boys was like, "What's up, my nigga? What's up, my nigga?" <laughs> yeah, and I had to, I had to keep my composure and be like, "Listen, you are a hero, bro. You serving the country, man. Don't, don't put no stings on your name, man. You a hero." <laughs> Try to talk sense into the guy. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, well, you had. <laughs> People do stupid shit when they fucked up. Man. Yeah, people do stupid shit, and I'm one of them. <laughs> I've been there too. I mean, I hadn't done that, but I mean, I've done stupid shit. Yeah, it happens. It happens. I chased a guy out of a club one time. Oh, no. <laughs> My buddy tackled me before I got to him. Oh, when a friend got to hold you back, that's, mm. yeah. that's crazy. Well, I was. It's going after a guy that um, supposedly had hit his girlfriend. So, but I was drunk and it wasn't my girlfriend and all that stuff. But I, I didn't see it happen. But I was I didn't like the guy already, so it was an excuse for me to try to whoop his ass. You, you know that that's so dangerous because <laughs> the last time the last I remember I was new to working the bar. Right, I seen this couple come in together. And then by the end of the night, they arguing, and he wound up hitting her. So I go to attack him for hitting the female, and the female attacked me. Like, leave my man alone. Damn. Yeah. So after that, I learned, like. <laughs> Pick and choose I, the bystander situations. Yeah, yeah man, because a lot of times it, it, it don't turn out good at all. Oh, yeah, I know. I got kicked out of a club in Germany for trying to fight a Samoan dude. Oh, man. I'm glad I didn't, though, because he would have kicked my ass, I'm sure. (laughs) He was was not little. And every Samoan I've ever known, or Samoan I've known, is strong as, I don't know, probably seven people. (laughs) But that's that alcohol. I felt for you. I felt I felt like he bumped me and didn't apologize, and I didn't care how big he was. I thought that was inappropriate. Well, that's <laughs> how I, it is. I was on the sauce, and that didn't make it better. And but I got kicked out of there. I was on a I was on a base. I'm lucky I didn't get in trouble. Dead man, somebody was watching over you. I've had somebody watching over me for a very long time, and and I think that that is probably what my motivation needs to be for the fact that a. Where I am now, I need to be more appreciative of where I am now and do those things that I said I was going to do because I have the opportunity to do opportunity to do them now. Yes. I'm only, I'm only alive because I'm watching the whole If not, I would have been gone a long time ago. Yeah. Very thankful. What you said? I'm very thankful. Very, very thankful, man. Even even the times when I'm like, I don't got this, I don't got that. I got to stop myself and look how far I come and how blessed I am. Yep. You know? One day at a time. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I I just made a a a, a concoction. I got like a ginger, lemon, and uh, some hot water and some of this Organifi stuff. Mm, like a tea. Yeah. Yeah. Try to help you clear up some of that. Maybe make you feel a little better. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I, you know, you know, when I first got COVID, I was like, "Woo, I'm on vacation." <laughs> and then I'm like, "What type of vacation it is?" When to quote to quote Rick James, I think I'm bleeding inside my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your couch. <laughs> That's right. what COVID's telling you right now. It's kicking you. <laughs> You ain't never lie, Chris. <laughs> I've been researching. I've been uh, I've been looking at, at like copyright cases and reading up on more on Tupac. And I miss '90s hip hop so much. Oh man, you '90s. I'm, I'm I'm late '90s and 2000s. Yeah, I, I just and and there were some. Don't get me wrong. The late '90s and 2000s had some great tracks in them too. I mean. That was my, uh, I joined the military in 2000 and I remember the first, my first duty station, like burning discs, like Luda was popping in. Yeah. Um, Nelly had a bunch of stuff going in. Um, DMX. That was, DMX was the first actual purchase of music I ever did in my life. Really? Yeah, my grandmother. My grandmother took me to Radio Shack at the time, and she got me a, a New York Jets uh, Walkman. And the first, the first piece of music I ever owned was DMX second album, "Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood." Mm. And I was ten years old. Till this day, I know every song, every word. <laughs> That's all I had. For like years, just that one Walkman and one one cassette tape. Mm. Yeah, my uh, my first record or my first cassette tape, um, that was mine. That was actually my. I actually had a Walkman to play it on. My grandpa brought me to Kmart and let me pick out an album. Which one you picked out? The first album I picked out was the DOC. No one can do it better. <laughs> Deepest one could do it better. Ruthless Records, the DOC. That's the guy that had the uh, car accident. He lost his voice. Voice, yeah, yeah. I was, I it was, it, so I'm. I grew up in a, a predominantly black area. Right. Obviously, I guess you can tell that from my influences. <laughs> uh, All of them. <laughs> everything. <laughs> But I, I was a, uh, I was huge, and I was probably that, that kid that was so I was so big into hip hop and everything as a kid. Like I was trying to make records when I was in high school, like trying to make songs with a karaoke machine and recording gunshot sounds in the woods, so I could take those sounds back and put them on the track I'm trying to use the instrumental from some. Like I was using an instrumental from the Boss. I don't know if you have, if you would have even heard of her. She was a female rapper back in the '90s. Nah. Yeah, she had a um, because singles used to come, cassette singles used to come with the song on one side, and then the instrumental on the other side. Ooh, 
that was crazy for an artist. Yeah, it. and they used to they used to sell the cassette singles like that. So I would buy the singles, and I would I would use the instrumentals, and I would plug them into the karaoke machine, and I would write to that, you know. And so I, I used to love that. So like I would I would get um, a, I would record like a two short record from my but um cassette from my buddy's brother who was older who could buy it. Yeah. And I, would, I would write like I would put the on the tape on the cassette. I would write like Elvis Presley. Mm. So that way my mom and them, if they ever looked in my through my cassettes and stuff, they wouldn't listen to them. They just look at the at the cassette just to kind of double check, you know. And it would say Elvis Presley. You had you had, had like easy E code. or too short. <laughs> you, had, you had the ultimate cheat code. <laughs> oh yeah, man! I had that in there. I had oh man, it was that we used to listen to that. Um, I don't know what it was, but I I really loved. I don't know. I, I guess I can't say just one way because I, I like New York. I like East Coast rap too, but I was really mesmerized by some West Coast stuff. Like I used to love E Forty. Actually, I still like E40, but I mean, his older, like the One Love track from way back when. Yeah. And then now they're using a song uh, on NFL, on the Marshawn Lynch. You seen any of his uh, videos they do each weekend? No, no. I used to watch his show. Mm. Marshawn Lynch is hilarious. Oh, he's funny. So the NFL has, uh, every weekend they have a, a thing and Marshawn goes to one city and he does stuff. So he went to the he went to Louisiana and um, got to touch an alligator and all kind of stuff, and it's it's funny. But I say that because they use a song by Be Legit called um, "City to City" as the, the instrument or as the music track behind any of the the talking pieces. And he was with E Forty and those guys. Okay, I thought you was talking about the nope. Oh, yep. No. <laughs> nope. Nah. And then I saw something that. Recently, that Twenty One Savage said Nas is not relevant anymore. Yeah, I just saw that a couple hours ago. Um, somebody had posted something about it, but then somebody said he was trying to say with the younger crowd he's not relevant. Yeah, yeah, he's and relevant now because he had, he had good ass music and loyal fans. Yeah, and and I think sometimes people think now they put out two hundred fifty songs, and they are. They're there. Well, if 250 songs are terrible. Yeah, and you got like two good songs out of 250 songs. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I get it. I, I understand that the, the landscape has changed, but I don't necessarily think it's changed for the better. The, Completely. Yeah, you know, I don't... Uh, I don't agree with everything Kanye West says, but he said something that got me. He was he was saying um on the episode of Drink 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 Champs, he was like, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this verbatim. He he said people make songs like I'm gonna fuck your bitch and I'm gonna kill this nigga. I'm gonna fuck your bitch and I'm gonna kill this nigga. And he said the 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 record the people that own the record company get paid off of that. So, wow. So, wow, this stuff is people listening to this stuff, and it's really happening in the streets. Uh, some people are getting, like, millions and millions of dollars off of it. Yeah, they're getting, they're getting money off of other people's stories. Right. 
Right. And I was just like, wow. I mean, that's 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 record contracts in general, right? I mean Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a double edged sword a lot of times, I think, just to play devil's advocate in this situation, because the labels and those things offer people opportunities that they otherwise might not have had. That's true. The problem is they don't have representation to help them understand all those documents and everything they're signing, I think, is part of that. And and if if we being honest, and we I know this is a podcast that anybody has access to and can listen to, but between me and you, <laughs> if somebody offered me forty million, <laughs> if somebody offered me forty million, I'm I'm turning on everybody. Hey, look, I'll read the phone book on a track if that's what forty million dollars is doing. <laughs> Said my beliefs and faith. What is that? <laughs> I don't know if I go that far, but <laughs> I know I'll just say uh, it's funny to think about, like that billion-dollar uh, Powerball. Oh yeah, man! I, I wasted my three dollars. I I just knew I was gonna win, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, good stuff. That joint is a scam because you set it at a billion dollars. Everybody's gonna play a billion times, and then only one or two people hit. You don't make mm-hmm. a billion dollars off of. I uh, made more than that billion money. trying to get people to make that billion. Right. Because not only poor people are playing, even rich people are playing trying to get rich. Mm-hmm. And they might be able to afford afford two thousand tickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chris. So, so to bring this thing home, to bring this thing home, let me ask you: How will you continue to protect your peace and happiness and sanity? I've been meditating. Oh yeah. Or I wouldn't say meditate. I've been trying to meditate. Being more present. I've been I've been being more present. Like a lot of times I'll try to do that that uh, non-existent thing, multitasking. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you end up not giving enough attention to anything by doing that. And right. so I, I stopped doing that just recently. And when I go play with the dogs, I put my phone away and I just go play with the dogs. You know, I, nothing to pull me away from it and just give myself those those moments of clarity i guess and then in, in the evenings i'll put a, a meditate a guided meditation thing on and i'll just close my eyes and listen to it and just try to try to clear my head and i don't do that because i got too much going on in my brain other than the normal stuff i just do that to kind of help me kind of get rid of some of that negative self-talk that might want Creep in. Yeah, it might want to creep in. It's, it's always wanting to, just because I'm so used to it. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's just a habit at this point. You know, right. like you trip over something and you go, and I'll go, you dumbass. You know, and I'm like, that doesn't, you don't think about that, but you, you constantly tell yourself you're a dumbass when you do stupid things. You're going to continue to do stupid things. <laughs> Lords of attraction. Yeah, it's just, I mean, and, and you know, just, just kind of changing my, my thought process on that. That's what I'm, I'm going to be working on. Wow, that's big, man. 
How how important yeah. is that to you? Extremely. Um, I gotta do it. I I've had uh, you know, by by nature of the business I was in, you know, you you end up losing people one way or another. And right. I had like uh, five suicides. Oh man, in the, last, like, in the last like ten years, I guess. That breaks my heart. One going back to this this most recent one and was in uh, June. The guy that used to work for me, but um, yeah. So you know, those things play a part at times. They'll make you, you know, think, man, what am I doing? What 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 are we doing? What what what's what's the goal here? <laughs> so I use that meditation to to help re- relieve some of that. And it, it's been working. Wow. Well, I'm definitely, I use, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I usually put it on, put it on. And as soon as I put it on, I go right to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do that at this point. I just can't. I really go right to sleep. <laughs> it, it is relaxing. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much what I'm doing. And then of course, I'll crush up a few herbs and and smoke it. Yeah, <laughs> that's my medication. Uh, I could I can't function. I can't function. I only do it like right before bedtime because I'm, I'm like a zombie. Oh yeah. Oh no. I I I I'll, uh I got a lot of uh, back pain. Okay, okay. I've had a back surgery, and I'm supposed to have another one, and I'm like, I'm not having another surgery. As long as I can walk, I'm not having another surgery. And so they want to give me all these pills. That's that's what they want. They always want to do. They want to give you these this narcotic or whatever. Obviously, it, it's necessary at times, it, but I don't want to be on narcotics, so I refuse them. So in Louisiana, I got uh, my, my medicinal card. So obviously... North Carolina is not medicinal yet or recreational, but it will be uh, decriminalized by the end of this year, I think. You know what? I was asking for one for my kidneys, and they like, yo, in order, in order to get one, you got to be in a lot more pain. <laughs> you don't even, even want to be in this type of pain to get what we got for you. Mm. Well, I got a pretty high tolerance. I've uh, I've had a few today already. Actually, one right before this, <laughs> just because it helps with my pain a little bit. It doesn't take the pain away. It just makes me not care about it as much. And I get more active, which is not usual for most people. Most people, like you said, they want to they wanna hit that and then sink into the couch or into the bed and sleep. Yeah. I'll do that, and then I'll go mow the grass. <laughs> and then I'll go rake the leaves and the grass clippings. And Okay. Okay. But if I don't, then I'm struggling before I finish mowing the grass. Yeah, that's how that's how some people are. Some people need it to function. Some people, you know, and I can function, function without it without, while they're on it. But I, I, it just it definitely helps me to. Uh, obviously, if if it's too much, then then there's nothing getting done, of of any kind of importance. <laughs> Because focus is not uh, there. Right. You know. But other than that, it's good. I don't even, I only eat once a day, too. So, 
It don't make me eat a bunch either. So. What is that? Intermittent fasting? Well, that, people call it that. I just forget to eat most of the time, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do it on purpose. I'm just not hungry until like six o'clock in the evening. And I was doing that intermittent fasting a while back. And I don't know, between that and working nights for so long, my body still really isn't adjusted to anything. So I just eat dinner and that's when I eat. The rest of the day, I just drink Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh man, Chris is the blackest person I know. <laughs> I'm drinking Kool-Aid out of Mason jar right now. Red Kool-Aid. <laughs> I don't know if it's cherry or fruit punch, it's just red. Hey, uh, I, I still I still want to work with you on 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 and create some music with you. I'm down, brother. Okay. What'd you say? I said we will figure it out. Yeah, I'm gonna hold you to that, Chris. I'm here. All right, I'm about to go lay my ass down. Yeah, man, get some rest. You ain't feeling well anyway. You need some sleep. Uh, I appreciate that, man. Chris, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for your uplifting words, your stories, all your wisdom. Same to you. Uh, hey, I, and uh, and I'm gonna check even before we possibly record again. I'm gonna I'm gonna text you and see how that that beeping's doing over there. Okay, perfect, perfect. See if you change that battery yet. <laughs> I can change it tomorrow. We shall see. Okay, brother. Hey, you have a good night and get well soon, my friend. All right. Thank you, brother. You keep doing your thing. Yes, sir. All right, peace. All right, out. Look at your color, we don't need the same mothers to be brothers Tupac shit, two hot clips, hating each other Just to rock another motherfucker shit 
get your own.